Hi, I'm Jen Ponton. Hi, I'm Lillian Bussell. And this is All the Fox. All of them, every single one. <laughs> every last one. Uh, this is a brand new podcast um, brought to you by two very full-hearted, creative, weird individuals. <laughs> I could not think of a better person to do this podcast with than Lillian, because really, of our many chosen pastimes, the best one is just telling each other bizarre stories. It's the best. When Jen pitched this to me, I was like, wait, what are... Okay, yes. <laughs> yes. Are we just going to spill our potentially embarrassing, gut-wrenching things? A million percent. Oh, then I'm here. And then have other people do it. So, yeah. like... <laughs> Yay. At first, I was like, I want this podcast to change the world. And then I was like, oh, I mean, I guess maybe also this podcast could be entertaining for me. Sure. And so that's... I like, mean, we're going to be entertained. We, that's, that's really... <laughs> Don't most podcasts start out like that? Yeah. But they're like, we think this is funny. I wonder if anyone else will. Absolutely. Cool. Absolutely. And then, like, these people you don't know, their inside jokes become your inside jokes, and it's the most intimate, wonderful I thing. Oh, I do that. I actually had a dream about Mark Maron one time. <laughs> it wasn't a sex dream. It was a cuddle dream. Oh, my God. That's wonderful. So this is one of the things that we'll be talking about, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, hooray! I can't wait. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, when, when Jen was talking to me about this, I was like, you know what? Vulnerability is really having a moment right now. So I feel like we should get on that train. Absolutely. Uh, when, when we were growing up, so much of being cool was about not letting people see your Mm. deep squishy insides. Ever. I think we're also experiencing as a society, what's called compassion fatigue, Mm -hmm. which is where Mm -hmm. literally, like literally everything's on fire. And figuratively. Um, And you care so much, you can't help but care so much, that you kind of just shut down. Yep. So it's a natural response. And it's interesting, too, I think it reflected in, in the youths, in the kids, like... To see them care so much about the way the world is headed and the directions in which um, grown-ups are, like, just completely condemning their fates uh, <laughs> across the board. Um, but then, like, on dating apps and all of social media, like, it re- it has to be about not caring, not connecting, not giving a single shit. Right. And seeming so apathetic mm-hmm. and so chill no matter what. And I think that, for some reason, has stuck around, even though we should be caring more than ever. Yeah, that uh, that I see mostly on YouTube. I see I see a lot of people being very like um, soul bearing on Instagram, mm-hmm. but I feel like that the YouTube, because people have made so much success on having such a a varnish and mm-hmm. sheen, you know what I mean? Like even if people are just doing a makeup tutorial. You feel like you have to have a ring light. You feel like you have to have this whole setup. You have to have all of this expensive makeup, even if you're not sponsored yet. And you have to look like a TV show. Ugh. That's what that's what I'm right. seeing. That people are um, distancing themselves from the things that drew us to YouTubers in the first place, like Hannah Hart. Mm-hmm. So the authenticity that was once there, that has now kind of migrated to Instagram and being on a story and being in this very like intimate um connection right yeah yeah youtube is really all about like how can i get picked up mm-hmm. <laughs> how can i be put on red yep <laughs> yay. yay it's 2020 yay <laughs> <laughs> so um if you found this podcast you probably know me or lillian in some aspect we're both in some aspect <laughs> <laughs> 
We're both public figures. Um, which is so fucking weird because we met doing retail. I know. <laughs> we met selling Lush, which we'd probably both still do if we didn't have plantar fasciitis and cranky backs. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I'd be there. I'd be there. <laughs> um, so Lillian has been doing burlesque for the last, like, eight years. Oh. Seven. Seven. For the last seven, seven years. And um, she is not only, like, a national treasure in terms of her very creative, very sensual, very sexy, provocative, hilarious political acts that she creates that it just, like... Like, Google Lillian Bustle Turducken. You will not regret it, ever. Um, she's, she has There's been... There's no aspect. <laughs> there is no aspect. Not in that one. We'll do a new one. I'll help you curate it. Ew. <laughs> it's just like jello wrestling. <laughs> but everything smells like soup. No. <laughs> oh. Majestic. Consomme. Um, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. Um, so, and 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 she's gone from performing to being an all-around producer, still performing very regularly, but also curating and producing these incredible burlesque shows. She comes from a theatrical background and is a writer and a raconteur and a storyteller and one of my favorite people on earth. Oh, truly. She just had a birthday two days I ago. I love you. I love you. You're the best. Oh, <laughs> uh, I get to do you now. Um, Jen Ponton, um, I believe that there's a quote on your website that refers to you as a, a sparkly cupcake. Twinkly, yes. Twinkly. <laughs> and I, and I, I mean, cupcake is really the part that that's I held really, on to. That's, that's a sticker. <laughs> You're a, a marvelous cupcake. Um, and so we did meet doing, um, doing retail. And uh, then I think shortly after that, I saw you in an original piece at Art House. It was before. In a play. Really? It was be- because oh, that's, that's right. Why that's when a- we got to Lush, we were like, huh. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Um, so yeah, I'd already seen a little bit of your theatrical chops, if you will. Um, and uh, as we started talking at Lush, uh, we, re- I, we started talking about fat activism and fat acceptance and body politics and stuff. Um, and Jen introduced me to, I mean, I, I knew about, uh, Marilyn and like fat acceptance and things in general, but I feel like the first wave of it hit me in a way that was unsavory mm-hmm. and, um, I was still also not ready to let go of like, uh, that there was something else that my body should be doing. Totally. I was not, I was like, oh, but shouldn't we be shouldn't I have to conform to this? Mm-hmm. And Jen was like, these people say no, and I don't think so either. And I thought, wow, that would really take a burden off of my shoulders. Uh, wouldn't that be fun? Because, I, I mean, uh, I found old journal entries about this. So I was, I was ready. I was ready, but I didn't realize that there were so many other people who were already talking about it. Jess Baker, you introduced me to, Jessamine Stanley. Um, <clears throat> so she was my entree into that world of um, ass-kicking women and queer femmes. And uh, I quickly came to learn that she was also an incredible writer. Um, I mean, one of the funniest people I have known in my entire life. Oh, Comedian. Mutual. Very mutual. Thank you. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, not only is she talented, but she is paving a way for herself in a way that I admire in the greatest... Oh, my gosh. I feel like you have a project around every corner, and the way that you keep connections with people is incredible. Um and she's been on Dietland, and she was in an Emmy-nominated or Emmy-award-winning episode 
of, nominated. And she was in an Emmy-nominated episode of 30 Rock. Um, th- there, are, there are things that she has done on, t- on TV that I can reference to people. And they're like, oh, it's that girl? <laughs> Which is super, super cool. Um, and doing great work in the body positive community. And that's Jen Pond. Okay, so that is a little about us. Um, again, if you found us, you probably know either of us a little bit, but who knows where this is going to go. So, you know, <laughs> that's yeah, our background. We're very excited. And, um, one of, I mean, my favorite podcasts are storytelling podcasts. Um, Same. and, uh, while I have never officially done storytelling on stage, Jen has dabbled in that a little bit. I do. I fucking love storytelling. Yeah. I haven't done the moth yet. I listen to the moth a ton. I listen to a lot of storytelling stuff, but my baby and a community that I am very active in and what I'm looking into producing myself as well is Mortified. Um, If you're going to like our podcast, you're going to love Mortified, Mm -hmm. like bar none. And it's it's like storytelling, but you are directly reading from your materials that you wrote when you were young and angsty and sometimes (laughs) older and angsty. Like I got shit (laughs) well past the age it should be. No, I, even when I first moved up to New York, the, my journals from them are so just, like, weird and sloppy Ooh. and very close to, like, Dear Diary, this happened to me today. <laughs> I, yeah. It's so, but when you're writing for yourself, it's not, you don't think about that you might be on stage reading it to Absolutely. other people. Right. So one of the nice things about this podcast is that we get to regurgitate all of those memories in a way that is uh, more um, sophisticated. <laughs> right. right. We get to we get to color it a little bit now. There you are, and um, and I think you know to towards the end of like what do we want to do? We want to help you connect to your deeper vulnerability. We want you to feel more intimate connections with others, and if this inspires you to have a warm and goofy conversation with people you love, then great. If it inspires you to just smile at somebody today or ask how they're doing, great. Um, or if it just makes you feel a little more seen, like all of that is valid. And um, if this is how I can heal the world until we all blow up um, in a month, then great. <laughs> Are we going to have a whole month before that happens? Probably not. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not. Today is, what is it, January 9th? The 9th. Yeah. Yeah. I give it to, like, April. Oh, my God. I know. I know. <sighs> Who is, what the fuck was I talking? I was talking to someone, and I was like, I don't think I'm going to get the chance to be old. And they're like, oh, my God. And I'm like... Do you really, like, you think that's shocking? Like, an entire continent is on fire right yeah. now. What, what do you think The nanobots aren't coming fast enough. Yeah, no. <laughs> Have you ever read uh, I Thought It Was Just Me, But It Isn't by Brene Brown? No. So I have mixed feelings about Brene Brown, but this book I thought was fantastic, and it has a lot to do with shame. Um, and she talks about how... When she meets people on an airplane, they're like, what do you do? And she's like, well, currently I'm writing a book about shame. People don't even want to talk to her about talking about shame. Ooh. Isn't that funny? I mean, it's not surprising. Right. Yeah. But it's, um, <clears throat> it opened a bunch like of doors. Is this like her newest thing? I don't think so. Is this after, so. like, Daring Greatly and Rising Strong and shit? These, I don't know. This is the only book of hers I've ever read. Um, and then I tried to watch her Netflix special, and I found it off-putting. So I did, I'm going to try again when <laughs> I'm in a better mood. I that from more than one person. I don't know what it is. Like, I... I feel like she rolled up way sassier than I expected. And, I mean, and that's made me feel weird because I'm like, now am I tone policing her? Sure. As a woman. Like, she didn't... But she just didn't sound like her voice 
her presentation did not remind me of the writing that I had so connected to. Yeah. That's what I'll say. Yeah, that's fair. But I'll try it again. <laughs> so you rolled up in here with a book for me. I did roll up in here with a book for you. Hi, Sam Irby. We love you so much. We love Sam. We love Sam Irby, and I loved her on the internet, and then uh, in, I don't know, within maybe the last year, maybe when we all realized that it was her to thank for the episode of Shrill that was so overwhelmingly wonderful. Uh, <laughs> um, Sam Irby wrote, uh, writes on the internet very regularly. Uh, some stuff that's public access, some stuff that's behind a paywall on her own site that I think you like Patreon, and then you can read everything all the time. But she has also written a couple of books of essays. Um, the third one is coming out this spring. But the first one is called Meaty, and in its most recent publication, it's hot pink. It's got a little hedgehog. It's got a hedgehog on the front. She's got little baby animals uh, against neon backgrounds. And it's I love just, it. It's like such a perfect tonality for her because she's so absurd and irreverent uh -huh. and just kind of like a constant exclamation of, thanks, I hate it. Oh, my God. And I love her. She has influenced my writing style in a huge way. Oh, of course she has. Oh, my God. It, it is. It's, uh, it's, it's wonderful. And Meaty is like, uh, I didn't know a ton about her personally. I mean, I know the people she knows. I know the people who adore and respect her. I know what her, what her general writing style is like. And, like, she gives you two solid chapters of, of hyucks. <laughs> and then she's like, boom, this is my past. And I was sobbing. Oh. And then after she's done telling you about her past, it is back to crazy irreverent Sam Irby. So gotcha. it's beautiful and it gives such like nuance and depth and there, and it's all incredibly vulnerable. This nice. entire book is basically about like dealing with Crohn's disease and being uncomfortable around men. And this particular book was written before she was married to her wife, mm -hmm. um, which, is, which gives a nice context. Um, seeing that she's like, my Crohn's gets real bad when I'm around men. Wonder why that is. Maybe I should give men up. <laughs> and it's like, good for you, Sam. Marie. I've been doing all these elimination diets. <laughs> yeah. I never thought to give up a dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At this point, I think in one of these essays, she's been celibate for like seven months and she hasn't had a flare-up. And yeah. she's like, um, maybe it's dicks. Yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's wonderful. Her essays are very, very, very funny um, and very tender and very real. And um, I adore her. And she's a lovely human being. Yay. And we love you, Sam Marie. Hooray. Hooray. Um, can I give a plug for oh, Body Podcast? Of course you can. So, uh, 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 I also, so I also am a co-host of a, uh, a podcast called The Body Podcast, P-O-S-C-A-S-T, with a beautiful and talented Liza Poor. Hi, Liza. Hi, Liza. <laughs> um, and we've been, oh, I think for two and a half, three years, we've got a bunch of episodes that are up that you can listen to, and we are slowly creating more. Um, so feel free to follow uh, me and her over there. And um, we're hoping to prank these out pretty regularly for for this one we're aiming uh bi-weekly yes i like maybe after each topic that we roll out we'd love to hear some of your stories that are on the same topic yes we want you we want to hear from you we want to hear your stories i might set up like a little anonymous voicemail box for people to like record a message i and, love it yeah yeah that would be fun um that's old school. I dig it. That is old school. Mm -hmm. I know. It's really fun. Um, and if you want to be a guest, um, feel free to reach out as well. Yes. 
Uh, we know lots of incredibly wonderful, charismatic, and damaged people. So I oh feel my like God. that is literally my demographic of beloved people. <laughs> charismatic. I don't trust people who didn't have problems in their childhood. Absolutely. I don't, and you can see them coming a mile away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's fine. <laughs> My, my, um, my best friend in LA, Danielle, she sent me a meme the other day that was like, if you are, uh, if you're, if you're attractive and funny, there's no way you're, there's no way that you either didn't grow up extremely fucked up or ugly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> yep. Yay. Yeah. You got to build character some way. <laughs> That's what it's really all about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, okay, that feels like a good intro. For sure. That's 26 minutes of us I rambling. Thanks for letting us hug your ears here on All the Fucks. Leave us a message at anchor.fm slash all the fucks. Or you can find us on Twitter at Fucks Podcast, on Facebook at all the F.CKS, or on Instagram at all the F.CKS pod. Thanks so much for listening. For more ways for us to hug your ears, you can go join Lillian and Liza Poor over at the Body Pause Cast. Or if you're in the mood for a space crisis, you can join Jen and her comrades on Moon Base Theta Out, an audio fiction drama by DJ Silvis. Next time on All the Fucks. So, um, so yeah, I grew up in a farm community on a street with no children next to a graveyard. <laughs> From Manhattan, my my both parents born and raised in Manhattan decided to move to three acres of land at the end of a dead end road in a place where the KKK was still happening. Like had never mown a lawn, either of them. Oh my god! Bought a house with a swimming pool and a tennis court. That is a whole other podcast. I'm so excited.